Hello again, and welcome to The Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. Please adjust your settings. If the video is not clear, there should be, uh, I think most phones have three dots at the top, or if you're using a laptop or a desktop, there might be a cog icon, like a gear wheel. And if you click that, it gives you the option to fix the settings of the video. And so without further ado, I'm bringing this prophetic message. It is not yet written down. It was part of a intercession prayer call that I was having with one of the ministry intercessors. It is my habit to pray daily, whether I'm praying by myself or praying with someone else. I believe that prayer is the gateway to the heart of the Lord. It is not only a place where we can bring our trials, troubles and tribulations, but it's a very important part of how we grow as spirits. We are spirits living inside a physical form. We do have a soul. It is the Lord's good pleasure that we were made in his image. And this is the way he chose to make us. So if you're a Christian and you're prayerless, then I have to say that you're not really serious about your Christianity because first of all, it won't grow. You will be, you've basically abandoned the most important interface by which we come to the presence of the Lord and by which we draw from the presence of the Lord. So as one who is committed to prayer, loving to pray, and now given the responsibility of stewarding the Lord's prophetic words since 2012 until now, it is absolutely essential that I pray. And I have intercessors with which I pray, asking them to cover this ministry with me because much of the time I'm working and um, I'm not always able to stand at the head and protect this word that God has given me. But a curious thing that I have noticed now is that aside from speaking to me in dreams, visions, and direct prophetic words that I receive by myself on my own, I noticed that the Lord began to break forth um, with very strong passion into these prayer calls. And so the first few times this has happened, this has been happening actually quite a few times. I've never, I've never had the, the foresight to actually record it. But this last time I did record it and it was about an hour long, but I've got about 45 minutes of that prayer call. Now, uh, the tricky thing is that I've been praying and fasting to God since the beginning of the year for many things that have uh, that, that just deal with me. I've got my own things that I bring before the Father. And so the prayer call contained so many answers that my hungry heart had been waiting to hear asking, um, there's a time that you can pray to God for something for so long. There can be needs in a person's life that are unaddressed over a very long period of time. And so when the Lord finally comes and begins to touch those areas, it seriously is a picture of how he says he will come and he will make the desert blossom. So these things are interspersed with other things that the Lord spoke about. But uh, I'm, I'm in the process of editing that call because there is a lot of gold there for the church. This video is for Africa. The title of this prophetic message, Lord, help me to speak because I don't have notes or anything like that. I'm speaking from memory on the prayer call and I'm speaking from memory concerning other things that some of them are posted on the blog already. This title is called Africa, You Are in Trouble. And on the prayer call, God mentioned the nation of Haiti and the word that God had for Haiti basically, um, let me link it first of all to the video that has will be put up before this one where God was saying that he is going to elevate people and promote people and he's going to bring out his ministry gifts among others that he promotes because he has work for them um, to do. And God was speaking to me and he said that you are a gatekeeper but you're going to go down as a gatekeeper. And so when I inquired of the Lord, Lord, what do you mean a gatekeeper? Because a gatekeeper is usually a negative person. It is in the spirit realm. It can be a, it can be a type of demon or a type of spirit that is actually preventing a person. A gatekeeper can prevent you from employment. It can prevent you from sobriety. If there are demonic archetypes in your bloodline, whereby your great, great grandfather had a problem with the bottle, then you will notice in the family, it runs down either in the males or the females. Um, 
it might be a problem with drugs and then you notice that in every reiteration of the family every generation people are struggling with drugs people are struggling with pornography people are struggling with um, lust and infidelity or people get married and the marriages always last a particular season of time and then they have to shatter into divorce and so gatekeepers can be spirits but gatekeepers can also be people I spoke of them in the corporate structure, how they will prevent people from rising. So when the Lord said to me, Celestial, you two are a gatekeeper, I obviously, I had to ask and get more clarity. But what he said to me is that um, you have been gatekeeping my word. You have been standing in the gap and bringing forth my word so that my people can get the truth. But I've said this in multiple videos. God says that people do not want the truth. And especially here in America, I cannot sit on this camera and lie. Uh, uh, it is a very, it is a clear, bald fact that I have learned over the last um, three years, just three years publicly speaking the Lord's word. People do not want the truth of God's word. They want to debate the truth. They want to take the truth and put it on their little twinkle, tinkle shelf of I'll think about this and stuff like that. And, and the reason for that primarily is because in this country we cannot discern truth. Even if the truth is kickboxing us, we cannot discern truth. And then there's hearts that hate truth. The truth comes and it's offensive because you have all these other beliefs and social justice thoughts in your heart. And so when the truth comes, it cannot reach you because the, the shield of your personal beliefs is fighting off the truth. Some people disdain the truth. Some people think, well, what's the value in this for us? And so it's a very small, tiny group that will take the Lord's words and receive the Lord's words and eat of it like good sheep. I eat of these prophetic messages like good, a good sheep all the time. I, I, I take them seriously. I pay attention to them. It doesn't matter if he's talking about UFOs zipping in the sky, things that nobody wants to see. I take them to heart because I know the voice of the shepherd. And I know that if he's saying something will be, it will be. So when he's saying that a gatekeeper who is stewarding the prophetic word will go down, that means that where that person has been standing, there will be a gap. And what the Lord made me to understand both today and I think a day ago when I got, when, when that prayer call came, when, when the words of the Lord were just pouring out, um, is that he has other work for people to do, not just me, other, other people. So it won't just be sitting here and bringing out these prophecies. Uh, there's so much more depth to serving God than just sitting and saying, today the word of the Lord is this, and today the word of the Lord is that. Not to disdain that, but there are people who are going to hell. And that's something that the Lord said on the prayer call, that the church is so cosmetic, the church is so lazy. The Lord said that the church is a disappointment to him, that the church is letting him down because people are perishing. So one of the things he was saying is that, Celestial, I will send you I will send you to these Arab countries so that you can preach this same hard gospel that is being kicked away almost on YouTube. You're gonna preach that same hard gospel in the Arab nations, which for God to say that, it almost sounds like an impossibility because you're not even allowed to have a Bible in many of these countries. But God is talking about the Middle East like a little coconut that he's going to crack open and saying that these Muslims, these hardcore Muslims, not all Muslims are hardcore. There is a radical faction of them. But he said it's the hardcore ones that are going to come out of this Islam before the final times. So what God was talking about, he mentioned Haiti, but later he was telling me that it's for Haiti, it's for Guyana, it's for St. Lucia, it's for Barbuda, it's for um, Barbados, it's for Grenada, it's for Jamaica. Is that... These people, he said, are hardened witches. This is what the Lord said. That these people are practicing forms of diabolical dark arts that would make even the starter witches in America, even the seasoned witches in America, they would gulp. So uh, in the spiritual realm, there's something called power meets power. Um, power meets power, whereby a witch, let's, let's just put it in easy terms, a witch of a third class can meet, your, meet a witch of a third class, but just because both of you are third class doesn't mean that one of you doesn't have the upper hand. And what they do is they will jump up like two serpents in the spirit, meeting one another to see who will topple the rest. And you can see an evidence for those who always say, well, show me this scripture. You can see an evidence of what power meets power looks like when you see that Moses went unarmed into Pharaoh's palace, carrying with him just a staff and his stammering and his brother with him. And at that time, Aaron was the one speaking and Aaron delivered the word of the Lord saying, 
God said, let his people go. And of course, Pharaoh went, and who is God when he's at home? Which is just a way of saying, I do not know this God. I'm not interested. And Moses did what God had told him to do, because this is what God will do to you. God will just send you out in the great beyond and tell you, go, I will be with you. And then you get there, and then you find that in the realm of spiritual things, power meets power. So Moses thinks, okay, I, I was told that the sign to convince the Israelites is to uh, show the leprosy and then take off the leprosy. And so um, the sign for Pharaoh was to throw down my staff. So Moses throws down the staff and Moses is thinking, this is the end of it, and Pharaoh goes, a stick that turns into a serpent. Viziers. And out come these men that you can find out later in another part. It's either the Bible or the extra biblical books that they were called Janus and Jambres. They come out, two top diviners in ancient Egypt, and they look and they see this king cobra wriggling around. Moses has performed the impossible in the will and the grace of God. A staff turned into a serpent. The work of God. And these men throw down their staffs too, and they surely were not using the Holy Spirit. And lo and behold, their staffs turn into two king cobras, and then power begins to meet power. And there are two cobras on this side and only one cobra on this side. But the Bible says that the power of God prevailed, and the staff of Moses swallowed up the staff of the other two. This was a significant victory because anyone who pay, plays these Dungeons and Dragons or watches Lord of the Rings knows that in the realm of the dark arts, the staff is highly important to magicians and mages. A mage is higher than a magician. A mage is someone who has studied to the highest levels of the occult. But a simple shepherd's staff swallowed up magic staffs, and that was the end of the first contest. The second contest, after a while, God says, Moses, go down to the Nile where that man is relaxing on his houseboat and tell him to let my people go. And if he does not, I will turn all the water in the nation to blood. Moses goes down there. They give the order and they strike the Nile and it turns into blood. And this goes to show you how when there are spiritual contests, evil can be compounded upon the people. Every country needs water. To turn the available water to blood is a difficulty. But the Bible says that Pharaoh goes, viziers. Janus and Jambres come forth again, and they also strike the water, creating more blood. And there was no fresh water in the nation. It says that people had to actually dig underground to the water table. And so power meets power is what God was informing me takes place in Haiti, Guyana, Barbados, Jamaica, saying that those people work with spiritual wickedness, dark arts, and power of such a level that if they were to contest with the ones here in the United States, it would be no contest at all. But the Lord was telling me that people like me and me will preach to those people. And he said that those people will give up their witchcraft. These people are of African descent, and this is why I am leading with them at the beginning of this prophecy, saying that they will give up their witchcraft, the hardened witches in those island nations. He said, when they hear the true uncompromising gospel that is not welcome in places like this, he says that, just like the book of Acts, they will bring their tools of witchcraft. So this is their little monkey paws and their little balls of string that just look like a ball of string if you may see it in the house, but you touch that thing and you will be burning up with a fever of 402 and be dead within probably a day or two. God says that they will bring the tools of their witchcraft forward when true servants of God are sent to them in those meetings. They will burn all their witchcraft things, much like the people in the book of Acts brought forth their books of sorcery and their other tools of witchcraft, and they burned them when true apostles were sent to them to preach to them. God is not interested in keeping his ministers on YouTube for an extended period to entertain an audience that is still undecided about whether it's the truth or not. He's going to pull people back and send them out into the fields because as he said, the church is disappointing me, Celestial. 
The church is so lazy. The church is also defiled. The church is not doing the work. The church only wants to be on YouTube, racking up views, clicks, likes, and subscribers. This is verbatim from the prayer call. And therefore, I am going to do the work myself. God is going to do the work himself. As the prayer call progressed, God moved to Africa. God began to strongly remonstrate with the African churches and say that the African churches are defiled. That people are running here and there engaged in man worship. So they're going to the church and they're calling these sometimes very young men who look decidedly undernourished, skinny men in their early 20s and some of them 30s, calling them papa, which is just a, 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 an irreverent term of calling a person father. And yet the Bible says, Apostle Paul saying, you don't have many fathers in the faith, meaning that there are not a lot of men who are willing to raise you up, Christian, from childhood to teenhood, to young adulthood, to full manhood, even to your gray hairs, the way a true father does. These men have burst on the scene, but what did God say about where these people have come from? God says that these people are working with the marine kingdom, water kingdom, mermaid, siren, undersea powers. And the church he singled out for this is South Africa. God says that they chase after human worship, pastor worship in South Africa. And um, if you bother to do a little light searching on YouTube, you will find some of the most disturbing clips People in South Africa go to church and the pastors spray them with bug spray. So raid we have here in the United States, they spray them with bug spray and tell them that they are spraying the demons out of them. This is toxic chemicals. They spray right in the faces of people. Another scandal that they had in South Africa is that a pastor had his members, he said that he was going to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he told his members to go outside and eat grass. And these people became almost seized with the desire to consume actual grass. They ran out, they laid on the ground, they began to pull the grass on the grounds of the church out of the earth and shove this chlorophyll meal into their mouths. This is the kind of bewitchment that is happening in South Africa. And God says that this thing is diabolical in the extreme. First of all, people are not coming to the church because they love God. They're not coming to the churches because they're interested in getting to know the true God. They're coming to the church simply because the pastor is trending in the newspapers. He's also trending on social media. He's also trending word of mouth, come to this church, it's so electric and it's so wonderful. God says that people are going to the church in South Africa because they want to find out the secret to wealth. These pastors are extremely wealthy, but as I continue delivering this prophecy, it will be revealed why they are wealthy. So people are coming to find out the secret of how to get their marriage fixed, which is something that people do here in the United States. They're coming to church to find out, you know, how to get their child into the best universities. They're coming to find out how to be a successful business person. They're coming because they want to be as nicely dressed as the pastor and his tight click of protocols, or they're just coming because the church has a trending presence in the nation of South Africa, and therefore they want to be associated with that church. That's just celebrity church attendance, which is something that we are very familiar with here in the United States. But God says the fact that you are coming to church for pastor worship is offensive to him. The Lord revealed that the pastors in South Africa are working with the principality of the dragon. You can find out more about the dragon if you re read Revelation chapter 12. The dragon is an extremely hardened iron principality. Satan himself, I saw this principality suspended in the air over South Africa, controlling the entire region. Please understand that I am delivering this prophecy real time, simply from memory and from what the Lord is giving me now. I saw that the dragon principality controls South Africa as a whole. And God said to tell you, South Africa, that your worship is corrupted. 
So when you hear this word, please don't think, well, my pastor isn't like that and my church isn't like that. Remember the example of a pigsty. A pigsty is a very filthy place and a person who works in a pigsty is in direct contact with pig poop, pig stench, and pig mud. If that person is your roommate, can you really say that you are clean? If you share an apartment with someone who works at a pigsty, just because you don't work there, is he not going to bring the pig poop, the pig stench, and the pig mud into the house, track it into the kitchen, into his bedroom, into your bedroom when he comes to greet you, into the kitchen, the bathroom, the entire house is defiled. It doesn't have to mean you are defiling it. It just means that the house is defiled. So God says that dragon is controlling South Africa and the churches are defiled. And he said that they are in outright idol worship. They are either idolizing the pastors. They are running to and fro, he says, looking for prophetic churches. South Africa is in the midst of a false prophet epidemic. As long as you can get yourself five suits, a microphone, and find a place to rent, you can guarantee that you will have a following. And here is why you will have a following, um, producing false miracles. The Lord says that these men are in direct cahoots with the marine kingdom. They are taking power from mermaids under the sea. He said they are also taking power from dragons under the sea. And indeed, I saw both mermaid and dragon, principalities under the water, something else that the Lord calls the queen of the coast. These pastors go and enter into demonic covenants with these creatures. And here's how it goes. A man will want to get power, wealth, influence, money, probably attract some beautiful girl to marry, to be um, an accessory for his ministry. And so he takes his thin unknown self to go and contract with the mermaid spirits. Within a very short time, this man will begin to attract a following. The words of this man's mouth will be tainted with what is known as the power of seduction. Everything he says, even if he stands in the pulpit and says, laundry list, soap. I bought water for my house today. I went and did my groceries. This is the movie I watched last night. The church will erupt in praise and craziness as if he was reading out the entire book of Habakkuk or the book of Haggai and interpreting it with flawless precision. Because these people do not know the word of God. They do not study the scriptures to see if the things the man is telling them is even true. All you need to throw in is three or five scriptures and they will say, preach on, preach on go deeper, go deeper into the matter. But the truth of the matter is that they are seduced by, for instance, the oils that the mermaids give these people to rub on their bodies. You have to take special baths when you do these covenants. God has been talking to me about these things. I have been sharing them here and there in the videos, and they are definitely printed on the master's voice. They have, these men have to take special baths. They have to get naked and go down to the coast at unbelievable hours. They have to make sometimes human sacrifices. They have to make animal sacrifices. And as they go deeper into the performance of the covenant, because the performance of a demonic covenant is never done. God was saying in the prophecy that it's like joining the gym. When you join the gym, you pay your membership every single month. You can't skip a month because obviously you will not have access to the gym anymore. So they enter into seasonal covenants where they have to make either a big sacrifice or they enter into monthly covenants where they have to keep performing rituals to keep the level of spiritual attack, attraction, keep people coming to the church, keep them trending in the news. And in fact, the South African government does not know what to do with these churches that are so unbridled and undisciplined anymore. People are getting very much hurt in these churches and the government is at a loss how to stop it. Because even if they say, you cannot preach unless you have a pastoral license or we're investigating you, the people themselves are under such bewitchment that they will fight their government on behalf of these false mermaid swimming dragon covenant pastors. 
And so God was showing that these men have to pay a price. For many of them, the price is blood. They will sacrifice their members in the long term. And this is why unexplained deaths keep happening in these churches. But another way that they pay their debts is they collect the wealth of the people. Please understand that Satan steals, kills, destroys. If Satan can kill, that's his highest level. If he can take a person's life, believer or not, he will. But it's still fun for the dark kingdom to destroy a person. It's fun to break a businessman down by telling him, if you keep bringing bigger offerings, if you bring the biggest offering, we're going to put your name in the next lineup next week and things like that. And so I saw and spoke out that the Lord says that even the ancestral lands of South Africans are being given away to these false pastors. And the false pastors are taking away the material wealth of the members of the church, impoverishing them, and then going. I saw the man swimming down to the sea in just his pants with his belt on, nothing, swimming down to impossible depths, carrying papers, rolled up scrolls in his hands to an entity that was sitting topless on a throne beneath the water. And God was saying out of my mouth, that is the inheritance lands. In South Africa, they have something called inheritance lands. And the way it came out of me was, this land is your ancestral lands. Almost something like what the Native Americans have here with the reservations. It's your ancestral land. It has come from your great-great-grandfather to great-great to great to grandfather to the father. And it's supposed to be a form of material wealth, land, trust lands, I think, that is passed on generationally. And the family is supposed to hold on to that land as a form of wealth. But I saw that mostly male, male relatives, desperate to get out of poverty, desperate to get a wife, desperate to get a job, desperate to have a successful business, desperate to have a successful career. They were even going so far after they had tithed their cars, after they had tithed half their salaries or, or three quarters of their salaries. They were being so impoverished, like when you keep losing in Las Vegas and you still keep betting, thinking, I'm losing, but I just need to win big and then I'll get back everything I lost. I saw these men taking the title deeds to land that they owned, homes that they owned, and giving it to these pastors. And I saw these pastors taking it under the sea as part of their monthly dues to pay to these entities. So I saw the dragon in the sky over South Africa and God is saying that the South African churches are corrupted and that people need to come out of this corruption and repent. The reason for this is very important. God is going to judge all unrighteousness. I am saying that scandals are coming of a nature whereby you will feel embarrassed for the person when you see them on TV. I have been bringing this word back to back repetitively throughout the recent videos. Scandals are coming whereby it has nothing to do with you, but when you hear of it, you're going to think, oh, because you're going to wonder how that person will ever recover from that level of shame. God is going to drop kick these pastors, drop kick these false prophets, Alf Lakau, claiming that you can bring people back from the dead. Shepherd Bushiri selling items in bottles and talking about it's the original blood of Jesus or it's the original anointing oil of Calvary. There's no repentance in the hearts of these people. If you don't separate from these people, when the father begins to drop kick, guess who's going to go sailing into the atmosphere along with these men? You that follows them. You that flocks to their churches. You that thinks that the manifestation of severe demonic activity in these people actually means it's the power of God working. It is not. God is saying, repent because the judgment for these people is coming. It will be swift when they go down and you have a soft space in your heart for them. And even worse, you are sharing a demonic soul tie with them. It will be very difficult for you. It will be very, very hard for you. The next thing that the Lord moved on to, besides talking about the severe marine witchcraft, is saying that Tanzania, 
This is the second time that I have received this word. The nation of Tanzania, God says, is a hotbed for witchcraft. After the prophecy, my intercessor confirmed this. She said there are top three places in Africa to go for witchcraft. It's South Africa, Nigeria, and if you can't find anyone in those two places, your next pick is Tanzania. Tanzania and Burundi, the Lord says, you are in witchcraft, you are practicing marine witchcraft, you are practicing the dark arts, and you need to stop this or there will be judgment in the country. The next nation that the Lord spoke of is the nation of Rwanda, saying that the tears of Rwanda will soon flow because the man known as President Paul Kagame is going to be assassinated. This man is one of the few pastors the Lord revealed to me. I think it's been a month and a half since I wrote that prophecy on the blog. So I can't remember the name of the prophecy. I'll try and link it in the description. God says that... Um, he is one of the few prophets, um, one of the few presidents who does not follow, agree with, or bend to the Western agenda. And as a result, the Lord says that the United States is angry with this man. And the United States is actually going to be the one who orchestrates the death of this president. So the Lord revealed to me, and I wrote it on the blog at the time, a prophecy directed solely towards Rwanda. That Rwanda, you're going to lose your president. Your president is going to be killed. Paul Kagame, and the sense that was coming upon my heart is that this is a done deal, that America is going to send out a hit order on this president. God says that the death of this man is going to be a direct result of a command or an order that comes from the White House. And so he says that even if the man, if you see it on the news that this man, oh, he was killed by his own bodyguards, oh, he was killed by angry soldiers in the country, oh, he was shot by an angry mob when he was on a visitation to a school, the Lord says that none of that makes sense. America is directly complicit in this death. And God said in that prophecy that America is directly complicit in the death of quite a few leaders. God says that America has been responsible for the death of many South American presidents. He named the nation of Venezuela. He also said that Haiti has lost a president, the last one because of America, that whenever a leader will not bow to American pressure, whenever a nation will not adopt fully American policies, whether it is social policies, such as allowing homosexuality, such as allowing abortion, such as allowing trans, America puts that nation on a hit list and will seek to destroy that nation, whether economically, as they have done, the Lord mentioned Iran, the Lord mentioned Cuba in um, past prophecies, will destroy that nation by whatever means possible. And in the case of smaller nations that can do less, God says that it's simply easier for America to get rid of the leader altogether and get a new leader. In that same prophecy with Rwanda, the Lord went into the history of the DRC and said that there is a particular resource that is mined in the Democratic Republic of Congo and for America to have access to that mineral. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it goes into cell phones. It is something that is found easily in certain parts of Africa and yet the Western nations do not have any deposits of this, and so they desperately need that thing that is used in electronics and cell phones. Um, they need it, and so whenever there was a leader in the, when there was a leader in the Democratic um, Republic of Congo who would no longer play ball with the United States, God says that they orchestrated the murder of that man, and they installed a stooge who quickly signed all the contracts that America wanted, and that is why um, they are now able to freely mine that thing and ship it off to here, where it is needed for the vast amounts of electronics that we bring forth. And so that was the word for Rwanda that Paul Kagame will be killed. It did not feel like a kind of prophecy that can be shifted. Of course, prayer should always be offered four people when this word came out, but this is the second time in the live prayer call, God said that Rwanda is going to shed tears. President Paul Kagame will be killed and that America directly has a hand in it because America has a habit of sending elite teams to countries and taking out the leader. And no one even knows how it is done, when it is done. You simply see the result on the news. 
Another thing that God said is the wicked are going to fall. The wicked are surely going to fall. And he said, here is the rub. He mentioned CNN. The Lord says that CNN has a habit of persecuting the righteous. So CNN will bring a person who is standing up for something that is anti-CNN values, anti-CNN news, which in itself is a shame for the news should be reported impartially. Nobody raised up CNN and NBC and MSNBC and Fox News to take sides, but it is a well-known fact that the news in the United States is as partisan as it gets. It is not impartial. It is no longer news reporting. It is news taking siding. And then if you watch us, you have to take our side too. So God says that the wicked will fall. And the strange thing about it is that CNN, who always persecutes the righteous and puts them on blast, is going to do a 180 and begin to persecute the unrighteous as if that is something that they naturally do. And he says that this is going to happen in Africa. This is going to happen everywhere else because the scandals are going to be massive. And when the scandals are massive, that makes them very juicy public fodder. And so CNN is going to totally forget about how they usually persecute the righteous. And God says that they are going to jump on the unrighteous and begin to fire bullets at them. CNN is an international news, um, news service. So it is in every country. And he says they will begin to persecute and expose and, and put the unrighteous on blast because they are in the process of falling. That you would almost be fooled into thinking that CNN usually exposes unrighteous things instead of righteous things. Just a moment, please. The next thing is that the Lord says Nigeria should stop using witchcraft. West Africa, you are dark because you work with marine powers. You are dark because you kill your relatives for promotion. You are dark because you sacrifice a man, a woman, a boy, or girl for promotion. On the live prayer call, as I was speaking for the word of the Lord, I began to see something that is just incredible. I saw a creature that looks like an octopus. So it was mostly a bulbous head, a big head, and many arms like this. The problem is that this thing, it may have looked like an octopus, maybe even a shape of a jellyfish, but this thing was bigger than a multi-story building. This thing was massive in the sea. And I saw people bringing human beings throwing them into the sea. So let's just imagine a cliff. If you could say a cliff and then the sea is there and it's very deep. And because the cliff is here and the sea is here and it's all this area is sea, I could see the creature in all this area and it was massive. And I saw people in terror dragging people. I mentioned this just a few days ago where I said that you bring people to the sea naked and wrapped only with a little wrapper and you throw them into the water. God showed me that people are doing this to appease powerful deities, powerful sea creatures. They are sacrificing and spilling human blood and the Lord is so angry and offended by this. I saw them tossing people, male, female, and child into the sea for that entity to eat. And this is what the entity said. The entity said, I am the God of this village. I am the God of this region. I am the God of this territory. I am the one who protects you and keep you safe. And so that entity was requiring human sacrifice. And as a result, people were throwing West Africa People were throwing other people into the sea to appease that entity because the people were terrified of that creature. They did not want that creature to come out of the water in their midst or afflict them with whatever it could afflict them. And so they had utterly abandoned any pretext of knowing God, wanting God, caring for God. And they were throwing people into the water 
West Africa also has this entity called the Queen of the Coast, and people always go to transact with this entity for power. Musicians do this a lot. This isn't a prophecy on the blog. I have not yet made the video for it. I will. Musicians that the Lord said use witchcraft. One of the people that he named was the musician from Mali, Salif Keita, saying that this man is a wizard. I saw this man. He is an albino. And he had multiples of black beads wrapped around his hands, just like two rosaries, if you would wrap rosaries around your hands. And he was rubbing and counting those beads. And I saw that out of this practice of witchcraft, this man had crafted what the Lord said was a multi-million dollar international career. Another musician that I saw that works directly with the Queen of the Coast and Entities in the Sea, his name is Kofi Olomide. I'm not sure where that man is from. Forgive me. I do not know. But what I saw is that this man is famous for a sexualized form of dance that requires the undulating and the rolling of the waist. I think that type of dance is called soka. This man was so sexualized in the rolling of his waist. <coughs> Excuse me, please. And his dancers also. And what I saw is that this is part of the power this man has received from the mermaid kingdom. When this man began to undulate and roll his waist, the women in the crowd wanted to strip themselves. The sex spirit and the sex vibe coming off of this man was so supremely powerful that literally women were not in control of themselves. Michael Jackson, anyone? Michael Jackson, anyone. These women were out of their heads. They were like, as if they were so hot, as if they wanted to strip everything when that man was rolling his waist. And what that does is there is a release. I covered this in the prophecies about Beyonce's and Beyonce and other singers. There is a strong transfer through music and unclean mediums such as song and dance that releases powerful demonic entities on people. So I saw that this man had taken power from the mermaid kingdom and whatever he performs, you can bet there will be a ton of unbridled sex at the event and for a while after, because the demons of lust, perversion, they go out on the population and then the people spread out, they go home and they feel like, I want my husband so much right now. It's not a natural desire. It has been kindled in the presence of very powerful, I call them big boy demons of lust. And so people just need to be aware of the fact that many musicians, many politicians, they take power from the sea realm. The Lord has always been talking about mermaids, what they represent, the danger they present to human beings. And he said, Africa, here is another thing the Lord said. The Lord said, Africa, you have long been called the dark continent, long overlooked. But the Lord says, my love is upon you. The Lord said his love is upon Africa because he said, you hold my jewels in you. You are holding my treasure in you. Therefore, I am calling you to separate from witchcraft, to separate from false worship, separate from idol worship, separate from bonding with creatures of the earth, creatures of the sea, creatures of the, the sky. Come out of this perversion and worship me. Come out of this perversion and honor me. So that is the word the Lord gave. People are trafficking with high witchcraft, whether it is the Caribbean islands here surrounding the United States, God says that you should stop these practices. You should stop this witchcraft. There is a form of witchcraft that they do in Jamaica that involves, I am seeing just a string. It's just a red string. It makes absolutely no sense to me. But there is a form of witchcraft, a form of living death that they can put upon a living human being to produce everything from infertility, unfruitfulness, unproductiveness. It can send a man into this unconscionable form of just being a drunk. And all it is, all it seems to involve is a piece of red string. Strings, that is just it. It is just strings, red, red threads, red threads. 
red strings, something like that, nothing deeper than that, no cutting of a chicken or any of the things that you would usually think are needed. There is a lot of bloodletting in these island nations. This is what the Lord is saying. You, you shed human blood too much. You have no respect for the human being that I have made. You just, you sacrifice people like chickens, God is saying, and that people need to stop it. The last thing I will add here, it is not part of Africa, but just to, just to be true to what was on the prayer call, God was speaking to the nation of Japan and God says, why are you worshiping idols? Why are you such an, a nation of idolaters, Japan? and Korea. He said, why are you bowing down to mere wood? Why are you bowing down to something called the prayer tree? So there is something in Japan called the prayer tree and it's a tree and people go and they write their prayer request much like they do in Israel and stick it into the wailing wall. They write their prayer request on a piece of paper and then they tie it to the tree. And so the tree appears to stand and when the breeze blows, all the prayers are fluttering and apparently that's the spirits moving through the, the prayers answering them. God says, why are you bowing down to wood? The Lord also says, why are you feeding idols in the shrine? Why do you offer food to the idols and yet you have no gift for me? He says, why do you insult me, Japan? You have no worship for me, Japan. You have no honor for me, Japan. You have no gift for me, Korea. You have no gift for me, Japan. You offend me. You are a stench in my nostril. You anger me, Japan, because, because you bow down to gods of wood and stone. Depart out of this idol worship. The Lord Jesus said that he is coming. His reward is with him. He said that he has his eye on the Christian church. God said, Christians, I'm watching many of you. I do not want to have to judge you. This is verbatim from the prayer call. I do not want to have to put many of you in hell. Cleanse your robes, cleanse your garments because the day of reckoning is coming. God says that if anyone is in a despoiled robe and an unclean robe, if anyone has not cleansed their garments before they come, they will receive a very harsh judgment from him. So now is the time to really prepare yourself in holiness before the Lord. Africa, the eye of the Lord is upon you. As I said in previous prophecies in writing, the eye of the Lord is roving. I am seeing so many things that it is becoming extremely heavy, or should I just say burdensome to write all of it on the blog. Just, just the information that is contained in this video, it is going to take hours to write it down properly on the blog because right now I only have it in audio form from the prayer call and now here reproduced in this video. People need to understand that the church of Jesus Christ is a holy place. It is a sanctified place. It is not a place for people to come and live their fantasy. It is not a place for you to only come so that God can be a band-aid on your broken marriage, a band-aid on your rebellious children, a band-aid on your personal ambitious ambitions. We come to church to know truth. We come to church to seek Christ. We come to church to increase in the knowledge and the love of God. And when God takes away true prophetic words like this, here is the last heartbreaking part of that prayer call. The Lord says that in the latter days, Christians will be taken away by the beast. He says the Antichrist celestial is going to take them all. Now when he says that all, he's not talking about every single one, but he is talking about the preponderance, the great, great, great mass of people who profess the name of God today. God said, and I quote, the time is coming, Christians will say, I never existed. The time is coming. Christians, he said, Christians and the children of Christians. So he didn't say false Christians. He didn't say reprobates. He didn't say the tares. He said Christians, people who to this day come here and say, I love him, I love him, I'll never deny him. Like Peter, God said, Christians, the children of Christians, will say he never came in the flesh. He said the day is coming whereby when you mention the name of Jesus, people will look at you as if you are crazy and say, that guy from the story, he says there will be total 
denial that he was a real being, that he was a real man born of woman who walked this earth and gave his life on that cross. He said the cross will be a fairy storyline and Christians will deny me to follow after the beast. I have been prophesying that Revelation 13 will happen in full on this earth. And many people have not grasped the seriousness of what I have been saying. Revelation 13 paints the picture whereby, if possible, even the elect will join the scripture that says, and all the world marveled and followed after the beast. Jesus said that people will utterly deny him. They will utterly dismiss him. He was saying to me and the intercessor, every morning when you wake up, call my name. Repeat the name of Jesus, he was saying. Every evening before you sleep, say my name in remembrance of the fact that I am the one true God. For I say to you, the day will come, my name will be lost from the earth and it will be said that I never was, that I do not exist. This just lets you know that the level of the level of spiritual manipulation that is coming, when the Bible says the mystery of iniquity, when the Bible says the, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, there are not many people who actually want to, to sit before the Lord and understand what that means. I shared just on my community page, speaking about the coming of the fallen and how they will be able to have access to the inner parts of people and it's set off something like a bomb in the comment section. Well, I, I, I don't believe that. I was taught that God, that only God can read our thoughts. I was taught that only God knows our heart. Are you, are you serious Christians out there in, in, in the multiverse of the world, not only in the United States? You live in a world where increasingly AI can predict the type of personal female products that you wish to buy and will put it on your phone. And then you will say, oh, I was thinking of picking up a box of these. You are on a blog where the Lord has revealed that by emotion, by the falling of a drop of sweat, reading your facial expression and picking up on a million untold cues, AI will be able to sit us down at our weekly wellness meeting and say, you seem upset today, Celestial. Is it because you're having problems at your job? And you will wonder how this machine knows this, but this machine has pulled information from your job performance timesheet, the fact that your bank account is about $2,000 lighter because the company isn't happy with your performance and dropped your money. And AI will collate all that information about you. And this is just naturally reading. It doesn't even talk about the fact that if the CIA can admit, yes, we can read minds, we have the technology, we are actually able to read human thoughts and we're perfecting it. They have confessed this. They have said this openly. They have even confessed to past projects where they admit to mind control. And I am saying that fallen angels shall do the same and Christians are reacting with pushback. What do you mean only God knows my heart? Even the Walmart algorithm knows your heart. So when a fallen angel enters the mix, all I can say is woe if you think that only God can do certain things. Power will meet power. The only time that God expresses himself as God is when he gets tired of the contest and suddenly sends Moses with plague after plague after plague that the magicians could not match. The falling of the hail, the coming of the darkness, the killing of the firstborn, that is when evil power can no longer arise. But to think that evil will not match for a while until God crushes that opposition. With respect, this is an unreasonable way to approach your Christianity, with respect. These are the prophetic words the Lord gave me, Africa, Japan, Korea, West Africa, marine powers, South Africa, there is much to consider. May the Lord bless you and until I see you again, I'm Celestial, this is the Master's Voice, Goodbye.